Hey there, and welcome to episode 21, the Blackjack episode here on the Eyes Free Sports Podcast. Once again, my name is Greg Lindbergh. On this episode, we are talking about Angel Eyes Fitness and Nutrition, which is a nonprofit uh, started by a young lady out of the Atlanta, Georgia area. And although she is not visually impaired herself, she has done a lot of great work uh, helping blind and visually impaired people stay more fit and more active and also eat uh, a better diet and maintain better health overall. So let's dive into episode number 21. Okay, so joining me on this episode of the podcast, we have Dawn Wells and Dawn is the founder and director of Angel Eyes Fitness and Nutrition. Dawn, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. It's an honor. Thank you. Absolutely. This is going to be really fun and I think very informative in a lot of ways uh, for our audience. So appreciate you doing this. So first off, Dawn, talk to me about, uh, you know, your, your background as far as where you were born, where you're from originally and kind of yeah. just your early years. So I was actually born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I have lived all over the world, actually. It's interesting because I've lived, I've gone to 19 different schools before I graduated high school, so I really don't have roots per se, but I did two things that were consistent in my life is my, um, my God family from the island, St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Island, so I did spend a lot of time back and forth there throughout my life. And my um, mother's family, who uh, a lot of them live in the Chicagoland area. So I did spend a lot of time with them as well. So those are the two consistencies in my life. But I really don't have any roots, per se, <laughs> as far as where I grew up, because I grew up everywhere. <laughs> wow, that's <Right>. that's <laughs> fascinating. So quite a, quite a varied childhood, it sounds like. <laughs> Yes, my dad's an entrepreneur, so we weren't military people, but he moved around a lot. So two things that can happen, you're going to either be an introvert or an extrovert, and as you can tell, I'm an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> right? Definitely <laughs> not. I'm, I'm an extrovert, for sure. I love people, and it's definitely um, impacted my life very much so. So, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, I can definitely, I definitely get that sense. Yep. And then I did want to ask you about your military career. I understand you did serve in the Marine Corps. Yes, I did. Um, active duty Marine Corps, uh, four years in the Marines, and then I did seven years in the Army Reserve also. So um, I enjoyed that time. I, it was hard doing the Reserves because it's part-time, but um, I, it, was, it was an honor to serve my country, and especially as a Marine. I'm very proud of that service. Very nice. And were you deployed at all? Did you serve mainly stateside? or? No, I actually was um, in uh, Okinawa uh, during the Iraqi wars. Uh, so I didn't get deployed at the time I was married and my husband did. So um, I was in Okinawa when he was deployed over there. So I didn't, I didn't see combat, uh, which was a blessing for me. Uh, but I did ha- have, an, uh, you have to go over to the Philippines when they had that that major volcano over there, but I was only there for one day because it was so bad. The malaria was so harsh that they sent um, most of the female Marines back to Okinawa. So I didn't see combat. I was a corrections officer, so my guard was to my job was to uh, guard prisoners. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I was sent back to Okinawa for that. So that's a little bit about my time uh, in the Corps. I see. Interesting. Well, thank you for your service. Oh, you're very welcome. Let's uh, dive into fitness, and I'm curious, how did you actually, you know, first get interested in fitness and nutrition and kind of, you know, really yeah. understanding the need to take care of yourself? So, it's, I have always loved exercising. I mean, since I was a kid, I've always you know, loved being outside, and I, you know, played sports in high school, cheerleader, track, basketball. Um, were always something I did weightlifting when I was in high school. So I always loved sports and being active. Um, and then, of course, I went into the Marine Corps. Um, and so that just carried over into my my active life. So it was something, again, that I always enjoyed doing and just was always a part of my life. Then, and then I'm, I'm probably dating myself now, but uh, I even did albums back then. <laughs> like when I was 16, we had, don't laugh, don't laugh. <laughs> Kennedy and Jay Fonda had their records. They had albums, exercise albums that we used to do. <laughs> and yep. So my cousins and I, we used to get together and do the albums and stuff. So, you know, the aerobics and that. So I've always loved exercise. But after the core, there was a time where I got out of it. And, um, you know, you kind of get away from it and you, just, you start to gain weight. And you then I got into turned 40 and I looked at myself and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I go, I had expanded. <laughs> yeah, wake up call. <laughs> Real wake up call. And um, on top of that, I uh, was also diagnosed with bulimia. And so um, I didn't know for uh, 25 years I actually had suffered from that eating disorder and didn't know. Um, and hmm. so that on top of not being healthy um, caused me to go into therapy, then caused me to really take a look at my health and to do something about it. So, yeah. I see. Interesting. And then I understand, uh, I guess it was a National Federation of the Blind uh, convention or event that you attended as far as kind of your introduction to the blindness community. Is that correct? Correct. So my first introduction into my professional fitness career was with Zumba. My sister, my god sister, was teaching it, and she's like, "Since she should go get," I was doing it like several times a day, and she, she, she said, "Go, you get your certification." And I was like, "I don't want to do it," but I ended up doing it anyway, and I started teaching Zumba classes. Oh, that was my first thing, and my first introduction into doing something um, as far as teaching fitness. And then, uh, yes, it was kind of a fluke. <laughs> it was an accident that I ended up at the uh, National Federation of the Blind, that convention. It was a state convention. And actually, they had called my sister to teach. They wanted to do a Zumba class, two 30-minute sessions for convention. And, and I'll cut to the chase. She couldn't do it, so she asked someone else. And that person ended up having a car accident the week before. Um, she wasn't hurt really badly, but her back was not in shape to be able to do the class. So she contacted me and asked me, oh, Don, can you do this Zumba session? Tell me what it was, blah, blah, blah. Tell me where I was at um, in a town called Columbus, which is about two hours away. I said, sure, I could go do it. And I was like, okay, sure, no problem. She said, oh, by the way, this is all through text message. This uh, participants are blind. I said, what? <laughs> 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 you know, and I was relatively new to teaching at, at the time, and I, and I said, 
Wait a minute. Zumba is a non-verbal um, activity. It's a non-verbal class. How are we going to do that? She, I was panicked, of course. So she told me, okay, you're supposed to teach it on the browser. So at the time, Garrick Scott was the president of the Georgia chapter of the Federation, the National Fed, the NFB. And he met with him. He told me to teach it on the brow sale. So I go home, blindfold my daughter, which was stupid. I know. At the time, I didn't know. Thought I was going to, I could teach it, have great music. I was like, okay, I'm ready. I go there to do my two 30-minute sessions. And I'm going to do it like he told me to teach it on the brow sale. The first group was, they were teenagers. They, I said, okay, we're going to do it on the brow sale. They didn't know brow. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Right, should be a given, yeah. Right, it's a given. No, it's not a given. You know, Definitely that not. That was in 2012 or 2014, I think. Yeah, and so I, and so it was, it was so I was devastated. But I said, okay, what? Well, so I pretty much marched the participants to death, and we just kind of moved around, and they had so much fun, and I had so much fun, and it was a disaster. But actually, <laughs> let me just get through this. The next session, they were a little bit older. A few of them knew the Braille cell, but it still was a disaster. I was glad the two sessions were over. A week later, I got a call from someone from GLASS, which is another organization here, um, the Georgia Libraries Accessibilities. Uh, um, uh, I always get the acronym wrong, um, but it's, it, it's the library services for the blind and vision impaired. Sure. And uh, she's like, oh, I heard you teach classes for the blind. <laughs> You're an instructor that teaches classes for the blind and vision impaired. I said, who? <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to come to a six-week series, and I got quiet. And she said, are you there? I said, are you talking about me? <laughs> Long story short, I and my head said my head said no, but my heart said yes, and I but my mouth spoke like my heart, and so I said yes. And my heart was like, "Why are you saying yes? You'll do this." <laughs> <laughs> so I did, and and I got better, and we and so here I am, six years later, um, with now Angel Eyes Fitness and Nutrition. Uh, we did in 2017 go ahead and I, I realized when I did that session though with um, Glass, I realized there was a real need in the community for these classes. And so I asked to stay on and volunteer um, once a month at that time because that's all I could d commit to um, for free and, and, and give, continue to do the classes if people, as long as people would attend. And in doing that again, I noticed there was really a need for for the classes, and so I just continued to develop my skills. And now, um, in 2017, I decided, you know what, I'm really gonna do this for real. And um, I founded Age of Eyes Fitness and Nutrition, um, and went for the uh, to get the um, nonprofit designation and. The rest is history. We now teach nine. I teach nine different programs and. We're teaching to people across from at least, I know now we've had at least 17 different states um, participate in our classes and all over 300 and some participants um, in our online classes. But we also do local um, prior to COVID.
as well. Right. Wow. it's a blessing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm sure just looking back, you never could have envisioned yourself, you know, no pun intended, yeah. uh, you know, in this in this community and working with the blind and visually impaired. No, I couldn't have it. <laughs> looking back, I couldn't wait for the 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> to be over. <laughs> but now I don't ever want it to end. We do have a whole strategic plan around um, being able to have facilities um uh, through the different community community rec centers, centers in different states, um, different cities, as a matter of fact, to be able to partner with them and get other instructors learning my programs to be able to teach and have local sites for people to attend and then still continue to have it online as well. So we have a whole vision and strategic plan set up for the organization to, to be able to have some place where people that are blind and vision impaired to go to, but then also others with disabilities um, that's safe and that's tailored to for the folks in the community. And I'm, I'm just excited. I'm super excited. I absolutely love teaching these classes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's just so, so neat to be able to make that impact. And it sounds like it is so rewarding to you. It is. It is. I have, I'm, it's just as much, I mean, I'm exercising just like, everybody else is, so it's a benefit for me as well so yes no doubt yeah let's talk a little more about the actual programs and i understand you do a lot of dance instruction and then just a lot of other fitness uh you know classes as well sure so right now we have nine different programs that we're teaching um that range from kickboxing to the boxing boot camp style classes um yes uh we did a dance fitness um style uh program Pilates is what you did with us the other day uh, but then also I'm a nutritionist so I do counseling and nutrition as well and then personal training online with to several participants now too so pretty busy <laughs> oh yeah no doubt that's a lot full plate for sure <laughs> mm-hmm. And let's, if you could just kind of describe, you know, how you actually do verbally describe these classes to, you know, the blind and visually impaired and just the detail to which you really go in terms of that instruction. Sure. Over the years, and and it's just, I actually consider it a language because I don't, I'm still learning. It's just like with any language that you're learning that might not be your first, your, your native language. Um, you, ne- you never stop learning, right? Even with your own language, these, there's new words you learn, can learn almost every day. Yep. And so um, I never take anything for granted. And I actually rely upon participants to make sure that my instruction is clear. So I'm just very detailed and I make sure that I don't take anything for granted. And so, for instance, I'll instead of saying, let's say I'm going to have them um, execute a foot movement. And I want someone to take their foot and put it in the front of them and then on the, to the side of, of them, right? So I won't say, normally you might say go front and back, right? Because you mean back at and take it back to the, your original position. But when you're speaking to someone that might be blind or visually impaired, that might mean them to take it to the front of their body and then behind them. So... I'm just very clear, so what I'll say is front and then center, or front and side. 
So it depends on, like, do I want it to go center, which is right to the center of their body, or do I want it to go actually out to the side of their body? Um, and then I also use the clock, because in the, the Lyme and Vision Hair community, a lot of people tend to know the hands on the clock. So I might say 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock. So I'll do that as well. And then to allow time for the move to be executed, I'll put an and in the front and the back of the word. So I'll say and front and side or and front and center to allow the move to have time to be executed if it's like a dance move or a kickboxing or something like that. I see. Um, Interesting. Yes. <laughs> so I've just learned, and again, just to not take anything for granted and just be very... Think, I really think through the description and how I explain. And I've just been very blessed to be able to get better at it with time. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> 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 I use Zoom to be able to, I've, uh, and I've used Zoom way before anybody else was using Zoom. We were using Zoom because I knew it always allowed me to be able to interact with everyone um, at home and then actually see real time what the movements were um, that everyone was doing and so I could actually tell if my instruction was good or not by the participants movements there and then also the folks that are on site with us right right very cool and here on site we partner with um, the Lions Club they actually I'm a Lions as well so they they come out and volunteer um, at our at our on site locations to act as guides in the class. So two it'll be one guide to two people to make sure that it's a safe environment and nobody's really bumping into anyone and I train them to know certain movement to make sure that the moves are being executed safely and stuff like that. Wow, that's neat that you do offer that kind of extra support. Very cool. And we also offer Uber. So we were blessed with a, uh, um, a grant from Uber that nationwide um, for our sites we're able to transport because when I started doing this early on, we noticed how challenging transportation was for people getting to and from the facility. Uh, you know, long waits and the, the time to get there and a lot of our on um, transportation that took them around to other places first before they could get there. It was just like a whole day adventure to get to one one-hour class. Um, and so one of our board of directors is a state representative, and she reached out to Uber, and we were blessed to get a grant from them. And so now we're able to Uber our folks to and from class. So that, that really um, was a game changer for us um, to, wow. our, to our local site. As well. Oh yeah, and I can definitely attest to the challenges of not being able to drive, and like you said, just right. having to wait and then paratransit and whatnot. And that's right. that's or awesome. Right, on someone, you know, that if they did have a transportation, someone that was home to transport, they didn't have to be so dependent on someone to take them. That gave them a little bit more. Um, that gives the participants a little bit more even independence to be able to just go and take the class and not rely on someone to. Um, take them to and from. Um, I also wanted to touch on your connection to the American Council of the Blind. I know you've been doing these Zoom calls pretty often uh, during mm -hmm. this this COVID you know pandemic period. Talk to me about how you got involved with that. Right. So I actually um, have one of our really good friends here in Georgia had 
transition. She died um, in April. It was actually, or, yeah, the end of the end of March, and it was sudden. And she was uh, a very active member in Age I since the very beginning. She was that that disaster class. <laughs> yep. She stuck with me throughout these years for every year, I mean, for six years, and we became really good friends, and um, I worked with her one-on-one, and, and she died suddenly, not not due to COVID, but just um, complications with her diabetes, mm. and um, she's type 1 diabetic, and it just devastated our community here, the blind and digital care community, because she was so well-known throughout the, the community, and I said, we need to do something in her honor. And so we came up with this 100 Stronger Together um, initiative where I felt like, okay, COVID had hit and everybody, the classes had come to a dead halt. I said, well, we were already doing things online. Let's continue with that and we'll try to get 100 blind and vision impaired people online for um, between the months of April and May initially it was going to be to get online and exercise. One, you know, for that those months, those Saturdays that we teach, and at the time I was only doing twice a month. And um, our one of our board of directors, who's also the, um, visually impaired, uh, Laney, she's our secretary. She is um, connected with the ACD, and so she said, you know what, she's in, and also the local GCD. So she reached out to ACD and asked if we could post our, you know, our initiative there. And it's just the rest is history. They they loved the idea. They allowed us to do to it. We you know had a flyer we came up with, and they allowed us to post it there. And from there, it's just taken. Oh my God, it's been a huge blessing. So they allow us every week to continue to post our classes in their um, bulletin, and then they invited us to participate in the national convention, which we did this year. Um, and so that's how I got involved with ACB. It's just been a blessing for Angel Eyes and for the ACB community because now, you know, our classes are free. So now their members are able to, to take classes with us at least once a week and oh, stay yeah. active. Exactly, yeah. And just with everyone quarantining and at home and, you know, feeling isolated in a lot of cases, exactly. this, this is such a great opportunity to get you know get some exercise and just good for the mental health and exactly so many benefits after, yeah because exercise is a it directly impacts your your mental with the serotonin that the chemical in your brain that that happy chemical and so and then after class i always stay on and just sit and talk with whoever is still online and we just you know chit chat and catch up and we all talk so it's just a fun time for all of us. It's not about just the exercise. It's just about staying connected and building a community and and just, you know, taking time to just, hey, hey, how are you doing? And, uh, you know, I, I, just, I just love it. I do. Yeah, very cool. As far as uh, the nutrition support and services that you offer, I know I was reading that you have kind of identified like the best diets for different blood types. I was really fascinated by that. If you could kind of talk about that. Right. So actually Dr. Um, Diadamo, he is actually the founder of eating right for your blood type. He is the guru of that. And hmm. there's a whole science behind eating for your blood type. And I've studied it for years 
and um, have adopted it to my area of, of practice and study. And so, yes, I now do meal plans. And I'm, I, as far as I know, I'm the only one in the country that does that. I do meal plans that are tailored to your blood type, but then also to what your goals are as nutritionally. If you're trying to lose weight or gain weight or whatever your goals are, um, I then tailor the meal plan to that. And so, yes, and, and there's like a whole science behind it, but I have a, a really general way of being able to explain it to the public for them to understand why it's just a common sense way for them to be able to understand why um, eating for your blood type just makes sense. But there is a whole science behind that that theory. Wow. So that's so cool. I just had never really thought (laughs) or, you know, heard about anything like that and just how it shows how unique a blood type can actually be, you know, for many different reasons. Exactly. I know if you think about it like this, and, and here's a really quick, quick, real quick way of thinking about it, and it's just common sense on this. But if you think about a fish, right? There's cold, there's freshwater fish, and there's saltwater fish, right? And yep. they both need, they both are fish, and they both need bodies of water to survive. A saltwater fish can survive for a short period of time in a freshwater um, environment, and vice versa, but not for very long. But it, it hands down. They both need bodies of water to survive. So now, if you take out the body of water and you put in your bloodstream, right, which we all have different types of blood. It's, you know, the four different types of blood that we have. We all have blood and we all need blood, but we all have different types of blood. Based upon those bloods, depending upon what you are, the type of fish that you may have, and then take out the fish and put in your nutrients, it doesn't mean that we all don't need to have a fish, right? We all don't need the, the macronutrients, protein, fat, and carbs. We all do, right? right. It's like fish must all be, all fish need water. It just depends on what kind of body of water you have or what kind of quote-unquote uh, blood type you have. It will depend on how well your body is going to process the nutrient or your fish, right? The source. So it depends on, so if you're going to be, if you're, if you are an old blood type, for instance, right, we tend to do better with eating meat. So let's say then you'll be a freshwater fish. All right. Hmm. So that if you're, whereas if you're an A body, if you're an A blood type, you tend to thrive on a vegetarian diet. It doesn't mean that you don't still need protein because you do. It just means that your source of your protein is going to be better in a plant-based or a fish-based source. I see. So does that make sense? So like, just it's like again, it doesn't mean like all fish need water, but depending upon what kind of fish it is, if it's fresh water or salt water, it's going to thrive better in that habitat. Just like blood, did type of new we all need protein carbs and fat but depending upon that blood type it's going to thrive better getting that source of that pro, of that nutrient depending upon the blood type right yeah that's a great analogy and that just again it's like wow who would have ever thought that you know, <laughs> I, just that... made, I actually just came up with it trying to convince my trying to explain to my 77 year old aunt because she couldn't grasp the, the science that I was trying to explain to her and it, it was complicated. I, so I understood 
but I actually was trying to pray about it. I said, what, kind of, what can I tell her that would make common sense to her? And then right. I thought about fish. I'm like, there we are. <laughs> All fish need water, but it depends on what kind of fish they are, what, what, what kind of water they need. It's the same thing about nutrients. Our bodies all need nutrients. It's just depending upon the blood, what kind of, you know, water source it is, which, where we're going to get that nutrient from. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Very fascinating stuff, for sure. So it's just common sense. That's my dawnism. <laughs> right. <laughs> no science behind that, I'm telling you. I just made that up, okay? But there is science based behind the, the eating for your blood type that Dr. Diadabo Dia, uh, has come up with um, under the eating eat right for your blood type. And so I I made that concept up just for people to be able to understand in a common sense way, but there is an actual science behind it that uh, many, uh, that has gone on for decades and, and many, many doctors, nutritionists and, and um, dietitians are subscribing to it now as well. Yeah, very neat. And I, I do know that, uh, you know, as far as diabetes specifically, it's, you know, within the blind and visually impaired community, diabetic retinopathy is, is fairly common. And yeah. so just nutrition, you know, especially in our community is so important. Yes, I mean, it's one that and stroke, are, you know, that's the number one cause of um, adult blindness. And so, you know, we have to, that, that we have to really take a look at what we're eating to be uh, uh, diabetes, the type 2 diabetes, to be more mindful of that because it can be prevented as far as the, the, the eating part, the type 2 can. Type 2 diabetes can definitely be prevented. Exactly, no doubt. And then just briefly going back to the fitness aspect, uh, what kind of advice would you have to someone let's say there's someone, you know, visually impaired listening to this podcast and they, they want to start moving and, and being more active and whatnot. As far as the sure. first steps, what, what advice would you give someone like that? Sure. So I would definitely say the standard is to build up to, to getting to 150 minutes a week of exercise. Um, that's what you want to, that's the goal to becoming healthy. Um, that's our national, our national the standard, um, but to get to that, I would say it's at the bare minimum. I just start moving. You know, ten minutes a day. If you could do ten minutes of walking or ten minutes of something that you enjoy actively, actively, it's a start, and just build your way up. That is definitely going to be doable, and you'll find. I mean, ten minutes a day. If you're doing seven days a week, that's seventy minutes right there. You know, sure. so you're you're getting you're you're already halfway to you're almost halfway to your 150 minutes. Yeah. So if you break it down like that, breaking into small increments, starting out, it's not so overwhelming and it's far more achievable. Now, if you're one that really wants to tackle it, doing 30 minutes a day for three days a week, that's a great start. No doubt. Yeah, and like you said, just the the baby steps, just kind of putting that one foot in front of the other, so to speak, and, and really building up to, you know, that, that much better and, and more consistent uh, activity. And do what you like. Don't go out here. I mean, I know that we all tend to think, oh, I'm just going to go in and I'm going to go hard, and that's that. 
I highly do not, I do not recommend doing that. I recommend finding what you like and doing that. If it's dancing, just put on some music and dance. <laughs> the body yeah. doesn't know that you're just having fun. It doesn't know that you're you're just messing around. It just knows <laughs> that your heart is getting up, that your heart rate is getting up. It doesn't know that you're not doing focused exercise, honestly, because you've gone from doing nothing to something, right? Sure. So just do that. <laughs> yeah. And of course, our classes are free. Um, on Saturdays, you can always jump in on a, a noon class, Eastern Standard. Um, the, the website, the link, is the Angel Eyes website is there, and you, the link is there. It's a reoccurring link. Um, and you could just jump in on the class and do that. It's free, and it, you're right at home. We do, and it's, and it's not that challenging. There's modifications if you can't do certain things. So, you know, just get moving. That's my thing. And do what you like, because if you do what you like, then you'll stick with it. For sure. Very wise words. You know, and if, if someone does want to learn more about Angel Eyes Fitness and Nutrition, uh, could you provide the, the contact info for that? Sure. So if everything is the same. It's long, but it's the same. <laughs> so it's <laughs> Angel Eyes, common spelling, fitnessandnutrition.org is the website and it's going to be the exact same on all of the social medias as well. Gotcha. And I can definitely, sure. And I can definitely include links to all that in the the show notes for this episode as well. Thank you so much. But I, um, you guys, we only have fun at Angel Eyes. So if you don't like to have fun, don't come. (laughs) 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 Because whether it's a boot camp or something grueling like a boot camp or a kickboxing or a dance fitness, I'm going to be laughing at myself and laughing and having a good time all the way through the class. So just be prepared to laugh, all right? If you don't take yourself <laughs> serious, you may miss a step. You may, it doesn't matter. Just keep moving and have fun. So if you like fun, functional fitness, come on over and hang out with us. <laughs> yeah. Because we... Please believe. I, I'm like, okay, that didn't work. Sometimes I fix my left and my right up, or I'll stay the rock command. I'm like, okay, so they're going in the wrong direction, but that's all right. <laughs> I admit, I'll say one thing and I met something else, and everybody's doing what I mean. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, now how do I get them to where I really wanted them to be at? So, you know what, guys? It doesn't matter. As long as we're still moving and no one's getting hurt, hey, that's all that counts. <laughs> oh yeah that's at the end of the day that's all that matters yep and i love how you have the right. music going when i did the pilates class you had the music going in the background and it really yep. kind of helps you know get you going it does right you've got to come back and do the dance fitness or do the kickboxing man greg you would get a kick <laughs> out of that <laughs> i will I, I promise i will definitely try that <laughs> all right Well, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I hope I didn't embarrass myself or you. Definitely not. No, if anything else you guys ever need, please don't hesitate to reach out. I I really enjoyed having uh, being on the show. 
Awesome. Alrighty. Once again, Don Wells, thank you so much for your time and your your personality, your humor, and and everything that you do. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Have a great day. Be sure to follow the Eyes Free Sports podcast at facebook.com slash eyesfreesports and on Twitter at eyesfreesports.com.